Welcome back to Facing Fears and Shifting Gears. This is Leslie Reyes. I am the author of the Amazon bestseller and Indie Brag award-winning book, The Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle, How I Faced My Fears, Shifted Gears, and Found Healing from Anxiety, Codependency, and Depression. This is my podcast about mental health and neurodiversity and how difficult times in our lives often lead us to positive breakthroughs and changes. So welcome back to my podcast. This is episode 15, and it is the season finale for season one of my podcast. And I'm going to be talking today about my 10th Zen principle of good motorcycle riding habits, which is Zen motorcycle habit number 10. Enjoy the ride. This has sort of become a cliche saying that happiness is not a destination. We have to find those moments of joy, even when we're not always in the best place in our life, even if they're, even when we're grieving, even when we're struggling, we need to find those little pieces of inspiration and joy to keep us going. Because, you know, people freak out and they are afraid to allow themselves to be happy in the moment because they're afraid something bad is going to happen and take it away. But that's all the more reason to enjoy what you have when it's in front of you. You know, relationships is one one of those things because we all know that there's worse things in the world that happen other than being dumped by someone. But for some reason, rejection, even like when you're getting fired from a job you hate, even if you're, you know, breaking up from a relationship that has been miserable, So Robert Persig in his book, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, there's a quote where he says, sometimes it's a little better to travel than to arrive. So I'm going to read a little bit from my chapter 10 of the Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle. How I learned from the past and prepared for the future so I could live in the present. So this is from chapter 10. July 2020, Ted, my husband, and I were getting ready to embark on a trip we'd been dreaming about for years. When Ted and I started dating in 1994, we spent a lot of time talking about how great it would be someday to take a trip on a Harley Davidson up the coast of California. We wanted to camp along the way, and it only took about 26 years to make that dream come true. Well, almost come true. Ted finally bought that Harley Davidson he'd been dreaming about not too long after his 50th birthday. The first time we went for a ride, as I was hopping onto the back, I remember feeling nervous as heck. I was thinking how happy I was that I wasn't the one driving the damn thing. We took a ride through Hermosa and Redondo beaches, and then we drove through the winding streets on the cliffs over the ocean of Palos Verdes. The sun was setting and the sky was glowing orange, yellow, and violet, like rainbow sorbet. Catalina Island was in view off the coast. It was so beautiful, I literally got tears in my eyes on that ride. When we got home, I was so disappointed that the ride was over. I wanted to get back on the motorcycle so badly. The next morning, I told my husband that I wanted to try to learn how to ride a motorcycle again. He tried to teach me back when I was 24 years old and I'd been too nervous and too insecure and too unable to trust myself in order to learn properly. I was really wanting to learn how to ride a motorcycle again. 
But Ted was annoyed. He was like, seriously, we just moved from a rural town in New Jersey where it would be perfect to learn how to ride. There's so much traffic in Los Angeles. There are too many tourists on the road. This is a dangerous city to want to learn to ride a motorcycle in. So I secretly started scheming how I could learn to ride without him, Googling MSF courses on the internet. A few hours later, he came back and said, okay, if you want to learn to ride, we need to do it the right way. Unlike the first time I tried to teach you, you need to be on a dirt bike for at least a year. You need to do all the wiping out and crashing and making all your mistakes in the dirt as far away from traffic as possible. So I scoured Craigslist and I bought this Kawasaki KX85 motorcycle. But that summer was like really hot and we kept having all of these wildfires. So this is the summer that Ted and I planned our trip on the Harley, the entire coast of California from San Jose, Santa Cruz, and Big Sur and Ventura and Ojai, they were all, all the state parks were closed. And, you know, these fires, the nearest fire was 60 miles away from where we lived and there was ashes falling from the sky. And that is actually what sort of led me to why, <laughs> that was sort of the cherry on the Sunday <laughs> that inspired me to learn to ride because now I had like uh, 10 days off of work to go on this vacation and we ended up not going on the vacation. So I signed up for the MSF course because the MSF courses usually were taking place on days that I was supposed to be working. So, so the fires forced us into canceling our motorcycle trip and we ended up taking our dogs to San Diego and I visited my cousin Margarita who is one of my half Filipino cousins who also was taught how to ride motorcycles by my uncle. Um, and she was thrilled when I told her that I wanted to learn how to ride motorcycles and I was going to be taking the MSF course. So I did buy the dirt bike and I had it was sitting in the garage. <laughs> I hadn't, um, I decided to take the MSF course before taking out the dirt bike. So I would have, you know, some kind of skills, um, so that, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to learn. You really shouldn't let your significant other teach you to do anything because <laughs> you're probably just going to get frustrated. So anyway, um, I met up with Margarita for lunch in San Diego. She was totally thrilled. Um, and, uh, you know, we kind of joked, I'm joining the Filipino Cousins James Bond Girl Motorcycle Riders Club because I'm convinced that my uncle really wanted my cousins Margarita and Vivian to grow up to be James Bond girls because he, he wanted them to, he wanted them to be pretty feminine girls, but he also wanted them to learn how to change the oil on their cars and things like that. So the wildfires continued to plague California in the summer of 2020. So that's kind of how, honestly, that's how I ended up taking the MSF course. You know, we are, the journey we had planned was for me to get on the back of my husband's motorcycle and just go camping. And because the, everything was on fire and I had all this time off of work and I had kind of been feeling like, oh, I really want to learn how to ride a motorcycle. I took the MSF course. And then a couple months later, I bought my electric motorcycle. So when I started my journey to learn to ride, getting an electric motorcycle was not even on my radar. But after I took the MSF course, that's what I ended up buying. 
So, uh, you know, I thought I was going to get a Honda Rebel. So I didn't end up in life exactly where I thought I would. I didn't become a famous singer. I was never able to have children. I am not a rich billionaire right now. There's still time. <laughs> Yet I'd wasted months, years, and maybe even decades waiting for these things to happen so I could finally allow myself to be happy. And that's why we have to remember to be present where we are, wherever we are. We don't always end up where we think we will. Our journey doesn't always take us where we thought it was going to. But if we don't learn to enjoy the journey, our lives will just literally pass us by. Maybe joy isn't the appropriate emotion for every situation in life on your journey. Maybe every motorcycle ride isn't going to be the most fun ride. Some rides don't go as planned. Some rides might not be enjoyable at all. A couple of my friends rode all the way down from Northern California to Southern California, like an eight hour trip. And on the way home, it rained. It rained nonstop. One of my friend's helmets got stolen. It was miserable, but it's a really funny story that they can tell, filled with funny memories that they talk about all the time. So even if the ride itself wasn't enjoyable, it's still, you know, part of the journey. Other rides are so beautiful, everything just falls into place and it practically brings tears to your eyes. And sometimes things turn out even better than you plan them. If we can respect every moment of our lives by being present for them, good or bad, then you're really going to start learning to enjoy your life's journey. So the first time I went on a real motorcycle ride on a public road alongside my husband, I was shocked at how easy and comfortable I'd felt because I literally spent eight hours, eight hours, excuse me, not eight hours, I spent eight months. <laughs> eight months, almost a year, in a parking lot, practicing weaving in and out of cones, practicing breaking with one foot down. I was in my driveway just practicing maneuvering the motorcycle um, like as if I was in a parking lot because I wanted to make sure that I could control this motorcycle in any situation I was in. So I was shocked at how easy and comfortable everything felt spending hours in my garage, building muscle memory on the motorcycle with the engine off, practicing picking up my motorcycle in the driveway. Like I would lay it down on a, on a rug and practice picking it up because I dropped it so many times. I didn't want to be panicking and worrying about dropping it and worrying about not being able to pick it up. So once I knew I could pick up my motorcycle, if I dropped it, then I don't have to think about that so much anymore. I'd spent eight months weaving in and out of cones in a parking lot, frustrated, wishing I could get on the street. So many times I'd felt like I wasn't improving at all. There were a couple times I'd even thought about selling my motorcycle because I felt like I was wasting my time and this was not something I was ever gonna be able to do. But I would override those negative thoughts and I just kept at it. And it all paid off. So here I was in September of 2021, no longer on the back of Ted's Harley, I rode my own motorcycle through the same beautiful twisty roads on the cliffs of Palos Verdes overlooking the Pacific Ocean. The same roads I'd ridden through on the back of my husband's Harley a year earlier. Now I was riding my own motorcycle. I'd been rewarded by embracing the process of learning to ride, respecting my boundaries, remaining patient with myself, 
and cultivating skills that turned into good riding habits. I did not experience any anxiety, any panic, or I did not experience any anxiety, any panic, or any fear whatsoever on that first ride that I took with my husband because I was 100% living in the moment, focused on what I was doing. I had finally learned to trust myself and that was one of the greatest gifts my motorcycle had taught me. I had finally learned to trust myself and that was one of the greatest gifts my motorcycle had taught me. I was finally riding my motorcycle on my own and I had earned the Zen state of mind that I found myself in. And that is how you practice Zen. And that's just a simple way. I mean, if you wanna learn more about Zen, I'm definitely not a Zen expert. Um, there is a, a, there's a website called zenstudies.org that I highly recommend. It's the Zen Studies Society. It's a Buddhist community dedicated to realizing and actualizing our true nature as human beings, not human doings. There's also the Zen Institute of New Zealand at www.zen.org.nz. Um, so if you would like to learn more about Zen, also check out some of Alan Watts' books, um, just to give you a couple resources on Zen. You know, when I was writing this book, there was like amazing things started happening around me. You know, once I started living and talking about my real truth, a lot of people told me they were shocked at how open I was in my book and how much of my personal life I put out there. But I, I feel like, what is the point? <laughs> like, I, you know, I want to tell people because that's the stuff that I wanted to hear. I want to know how you screwed up and how you overcame that. You know, because there's all these wonderful stories about, you know, people living their best life, but. I want to know how you got there because I guarantee there were some major screw ups before you could get to that place. You know, there are always, if you think about your life and when the most positive things happened in your life, it was probably right after a time that was one of the worst periods of your life when you thought that you couldn't you were never gonna get out of this terrible, terrible situation or terrible state of mind. And then you get to a point where you don't have a choice and you are forced to turn things around. So I didn't, you know, I was okay with telling my story and putting all my stuff out there, but I didn't expect my friends and family members and ex-boyfriends to tell me that, you know, they were totally okay with revealing some of their stories as I was telling mine. And that, that really was such a wonderful, loving gift from um, a lot of the people in my life. And also I wanna mention while I was in the middle of writing this book, I was diagnosed, well, I, the diagnosis for my autism, the process for my autism diagnosis kind of started when I was writing this book. And so that's another one. Uh, that was another interesting journey that I was on. I you look at the stories in my book in retrospect, and it's so clear to me how my misdiagnoses and underlying a autism spectrum um, condition had, had contributed to a lot of my codependent behavior. 
But anyway, I just want to say that I am so grateful to all the people in my life that let me kind of talk a little bit about their stories in the process of telling mine. I owe them like my serious and most humble gratitude. And um, a lot of these people loved me when I was at my worst. So to my family, friends, and the people I've loved who've made me who I am today, they're part of my story now. And I just wanted to um, express my gratitude. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Um, This has been my podcast, Facing Fears and Shifting Gears. This is the season finale for season one. Um, I am not sure if there's going to be a season two yet. Maybe if I write another book, there will be. But in the meantime, if you haven't read my book and you're interested in it, it is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, pretty much anywhere books are sold. It is also available in an ebook and in an audiobook form. Check that out and just keep remembering to enjoy the ride. Live in the moment that you're in. And thank you so much for joining me for my podcast, for reading my book, for supporting me and everything that I'm doing. I really hope that um, some of the things I've talked about have brought you some peace and insight into your own life. Please remember to always look in the direction you want to go in, respect where you are on your journey, and always enjoy the ride. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans, so remember to enjoy the ride.